Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Combed Education Podcast. Let's talk hair. My name is Aras Nelson. I am your host. Um, I am a stylist of 21 years with a mission to help inspire and empower this industry. Um, What's great is over the course of the last few years, um, while doing my mission of inspiring and empowering, I've been fortunate enough to meet some pretty freaking badass people. And so today I'm super, super stoked because I have a guest artist with me. Um, I'm going to let her do her own introduction, um, but I'm super excited to have you on. So Michelle, if you want to do a quick introduction and then we can start chatting. Well, thank you so much for having me. And I feel super blessed to have virtually met you. And then now like doing all this fun stuff that we get to learn from each other. So very thankful for that. So my name is Michelle. I've been a hairstylist for 20 years. In 2014, um, I opened my first salon and prior to COVID, we had three locations. One location was closed, they're California locations. Um, And then I'm currently opening another salon in Arizona um, and starting new paths here. That's so exciting. For those of you who are listening, and maybe if you didn't read the description, um, I want you to press pause for a second, go over to Instagram, and I want you to check out Michelle's page. It's at Beauty Business Guide. There's no gaps, no spaces, no underscore. And, um, you know, Michelle and I connected on Instagram. We were just talking about, like, where did this connection start? It wasn't that long ago, right, Michelle? Yeah, I don't, maybe two months though, at this point, it could even be a little bit longer, but we're both so busy. It's like time. time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But we found each other on Instagram. We both started following each other and we kind of became like really good Instagram virtual friends. Um, And as you know, the weeks have gone by, we've Mm -hmm. chatted more and more. We DM'd back and forth and we have found that we're pretty similar in, uh, thought process, in mindset, in what's valuable and what's important. So today, um, I mean, Michelle and I have talked for hours and hours and hours, but we're going to keep it um, short and sweet for you guys. Today, we just, we want to focus a little bit about the gaps in our industry. And so I think, you know, we've talked, Michelle and I have talked about education And we've talked about um, independent education and how, you know, it's shifted and changed so much over the course of the last, I don't know, 10 years, where when I started combed education, there was no independent education. I was cold calling salons and they wanted nothing to do with what I had to offer because I wasn't working with a brand to now have it completely um, normal and totally okay for, for independent educators. Um, And so we've talked about how there are, you know, educators are, there's education everywhere in this industry. Um, And every educator, every speaker, coach, mentor, teacher has their own um, unique approach to education and why they share what they share or they teach on. But both Michelle and I realized that we both had found gaps in this industry. And so, um, we, we, I mean, I say this kind of not to sound any type of way, but I feel like both of us have kind of pioneered a little bit in the independent education market 
with filling these gaps that we both saw. So through authentic and empowering education, I believe that we are, you know, helping this industry. And I know for a fact, watching your growth, Michelle, over the past couple of months has been incredible. And so if you can just share a little bit about what are the gaps that you saw um, in this industry that weren't necessarily being fulfilled, or maybe they were being fulfilled, but not by you. Like what were the gaps and what was it that made you decide, okay, you know what? I need to take action. People can benefit from what, you know, I have to offer. So what was that for you? So um, prior to opening my salons, my husband worked in corporate management for companies like Bank of America, Starbucks, Best Buy. And I just, as a supportive spouse, wanted to know like how things were going at work. He would always take whatever location he was at and turn it around and become number one in his district. And this was something he did at multiple stores in multiple industries, like sometimes unrelated. And so obviously I was proud of him as a spouse, but at the same time, very curious what the information was that he needed to be able to do this, you know, in his, in the business, what, what was it that he did to create this type of result? Um, I had always taken a lot of pride in the way that I ran my business behind the chair. You know, I got back to clients on time and this is prior to social media, really anyone having their own email, you know, like you started texting, but you didn't have your own email for a long time after texting started. No, you know, picture messages back and forth. So it was kind of like, you just would get the basics and then schedule them. But I ran my business like a business. I had clients that came to me from stylists that just like stopped responding to them and, Mm -hmm. or would get their phones disconnected or something like that. And so, um, like it was kind of trying to understand how he had done this excellence in his job, like, you know, how those things potentially connected. Right. And at the time I didn't realize how impactful learning about their back office metric systems, how they have structure around their businesses. You know, they look at, um, different departments for different aspects. So like for uh, a long time, Best Buy had these, you know, CD departments (laughs) and and DVD departments. And what did they do to pivot their business to do that? Because that was a huge footprint in their store and a high revenue, high margin, losing that. Where do they pivot? How do they change? You know, so they went with like Samsung experience, Apple experience. They really pivoted their business to adapt to the changes in consumer behavior and technology. Um, even the, there's some same things like um, if you go into their TV department, the TVs don't actually make the store money, the accessories do, but they still sell TVs. So how have they structured their business in light of the variables that they have to work around to be successful? And the salon industry as a whole did not categorize the parts of their business in a way to look at them through that lens. Um, And there's really wasn't like a standard for, um, I guess, rhythmically or systematically going through your business to like build things up from a foundation, like with the fundamentals, right? With, With the course that you have. We have like color classes, 
you know, we have PK classes and we go to them and we learn about the color composition and what this color is for and why this product line, but we don't actually see systematically what the cause and effect is of using this color on different types of hair, different levels of hair. And so people are always surprised at the outcome Hmm. Because there's not this connection between the cause and effect, which is where I saw the gap as well in the business side. So just like you said earlier, both of us approached different parts of the industry, but from the same kind of perspective up there were these foundational fundamental gaps um, that really lead into supporting creatives. You know, they're not systems that are meant to restrict, they're systems that are meant to liberate. And they go very well hand in hand with what we're doing working behind the chair. So, so yeah. no, no, no. I wanted to say, so I remember, you know, in, in working in my first big salon, there was like salon softwares that were used for like bookkeeping. And I remember my salon owner being frustrated because these softwares weren't as customizable. They weren't all encompassing. They weren't um, detailed. And so she had multiple different avenues of running her business. And I was like, F that I do not want to own a salon. This is, she's got five different softwares and five different Excel spreadsheets that are not communicating. And so I, I get, you know, in, in, in seeing what you're doing and working, what you're doing, I see the need for what you have, especially in today's industry, where we have so many people renting suites. We have so many independent contractors. We have little mini salons that these systems that have been in place for years and years, they're not relevant. Well, they honestly weren't working before either. They weren't working (laughs) because the reason why we know they weren't working is because um, the like average profit in a commission salon is 8%. Wow. That means that you have to get to a million dollars in revenue to make $80,000 in profit, 80,000, yes, which like in today's that's market, not gonna shit. you can make that behind the chair as a stylist easily. Yes. So this is why we saw so many salon owners still behind the chair because they couldn't find the right pieces to the puzzle to figure out where those gaps were. And it's because they had built this house on a faulty foundation And didn't really know, like they start changing out windows or painting walls when the electrical, the foundation and the plumbing are all messed up. And so like solving problems, like I've told somebody before, like they're literally like have a problem up Creek, but they're trying to fix it like way later down. Like, no, it's back up somewhere. Let's figure out where that problem is. And I, again, your, you know, education is very similar. Like if we don't go back to where we started, how did we structure this business? Now, these are the variables that we have to work with. for independence, it's one set of variables. With salons, it's one set of variables, you know? And it's probably a little bit, you can categorize different variables the same way with hair, you know, lump different things together. Yeah, so, but it's so heavily nuanced even then. It is, but there still is, I would say the nuances are the customizations. Yes. So it's really getting back to, how do you build a car? How do you put it together? It has to have windows. It has to have wheels. You know, it has to have these things. Yes. So it has to have these things put together, but what are the, then the rest of it is 
the leather seats or, you know what I mean? Like the, those other things, the add-ons, little bells and whistles, the bells and whistles, which is like the nuance stuff, but like the basics are really, they don't change. If you're somewhere that has a certain overhead, there's no way around that overhead. Literally right. that, there's no, nothing that can be adapted. The only thing that can be changed is the revenue. So we kind of have these like fixed things in our business that we have no control over. And that's usually like your operating budget, the size of your space. Um, Yep. And then the rest of it is all, okay, how do we navigate around these things? If we're going to sell a TV for nothing to get them in here for accessories, what does that look like? So if we're going to offer these services that we don't make that much money on or sell these products that we don't make that much money on, how do we make money in other areas? How do we create a strategy? Yep. Yep. And so some salons and independents don't have to do that while others do because they're limited by what the consumer will do. We hear a lot of charge your worth and just raise your prices. And that is not, unfortunately, what can happen? It would be like telling somebody who's got the most resistant level one hair just to do X, Y, Z, and they'll be platinum. Like it doesn't work in every scenario. You can't do that. You have some people that we've talked about it before. My hair is really sensitive. I can have lightener on my hair one time. It's not even that dark and it's not coarse. And yet if I try to push it past, it will break. So I guess, yeah, I get the choice of long hair with dimension or short hair and blonde. I can't have both, you know? Yeah. So this is essentially what you now do with independents, salon owners, and business owners. I know you have a lot of different options and I see your vibe. I see your, I mean, we've never actually verbally talked about what your goal or your mission is, but it comes forward in the content that you produce. It comes forward in the offerings that you have. So what is the main, like, what is your main thing that you do to help salon? Is it like, I know you have a lot of programs, but like, what's the why? What's the main mechanism? What do you do with beauty business? So the first thing is my why is to elevate the industry and not elevate the top, which they will, they will, because this can work for everyone. But really this is to elevate some of the lower, what we, you know, the lower levels in our industry, because the higher levels being elevated through the education, the expensive education and all these really like very big events. It's great because it's fun, but it doesn't elevate the whole industry. They, they keep going up, but then we have this gap where right. the people who really need the help aren't getting the help. So that's number one, passionate people, uh, passionate owners. So on the independent side, obviously anyone who's struggling, I, you know, it's important to set a standard so that when you start charging more, clients aren't saying, oh, well, so-and-so is doing it for, you know, a hundred dollars because they'll do it out of their house and they're willing to make less than minimum wage to, to be a hairstylist. And then for owners, owners who are passionate about creating a space of individuality, um, support where people can have goals that maybe don't originally align with what the owner had envisioned, um, because we need more diversity in our spaces. Like we need it to not be such a controlled environment when it comes to, you know, salons. And so that's my thing. People want it really controlled, probably not the person to work with. I'm very intuitive, empathetic. I want people to feel enriched, empowered. Yeah. Empowered. Yes. Empowered by it. And I want salon owners to feel 
to, I want owners and independents to lose the fear associated with not understanding how to navigate, you know, their business and everything relates back to your product. So like I was explaining with Best Buy, they have products and services that they sell that everything in that store has to be strategically priced, strategically given a certain amount of uh, square footage, real estate in their store Mm -hmm. with certain budgets for it for certain reasons. That is where the gap is in education with business. Business. Well, I don't feel like there is a lot of business education to begin with. And then secondly, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but like- One of the reasons why I'm so excited about you, one thing you said earlier is that, you know, for independents who are struggling, and I'm going to just as an outsider, give feedback, even if you're not struggling, the truth of the matter is a lot of us don't even know that we're struggling. 100%. Yeah. We all think that we've got it under control. We all think that we are organized and systematic. And then like you have somebody like Michelle come in and kind of take a look at what you're doing. And you're like, oh shit, I could have been making another $30,000 a year had I just been a little bit more open-minded, a little less, I got it. And a little more like, you know what? Maybe I could use a little bit of help. Yeah. And so I wouldn't say necessarily it's just for, for the struggling people, but back to um, you know the, the business education, there are a lot of people coaching and teaching and preaching on business. Um, but I haven't seen anybody get down to the nitty gritty the way you have. Um, it's just, it's so wildly different. Now, again, I'm not on social media 24 seven. I don't know what every single person is doing, but I know that there are a few top people in the industry who are coaching and teaching on business and it's, it's mainstreamed. It's, it's like the big show type of coaching instead of the individual intimate, like let's work with what you've got instead of a generalized, you know, charge your worth up your prices, small town, but like, it doesn't, that's not, you don't see it that way. I don't see it that way. It's a very, it's, it's what you do from what I can see is a much more individually tailored approach to getting us and our shit together. And And the thing with it is, Michelle, this is not taught in beauty school at all. Like what I teach with the fundamentals, it's the hair, the fundamentals of hair and hair color. It's touched on in beauty school. We just like, yeah, but they touch on it with like a 10 foot pole bingo, but business, not one school that I know of teaches you how to run and operate your business for profit and success. And I think that's the crazy thing is that even in college, like I did a, um, you know, like a call with two people that both had business degrees, um, and do coaching. And until you've experienced what it's like and operated a business and been very intuitive and aware with it, you don't see it. And that's the one advantage that I have that I didn't know getting into it. I would end up with, but Three salons with over a hundred beauty professionals, massage therapists, permanent makeup artists, nail techs, hairstylists, all with diverse businesses, all trying to create a cohesive environment for them all to build their businesses. Because I did not open the salon because I wanted to be a salon owner. 
My husband at the time was working still in a corporate role. And we know, you know, that for creatives, it's very suffocating and he is a creative, Mm -hmm. um, even though really good with business as well. And, um, so when I opened, it was like, no, like I've got to make sure that they're just as successful as what I was, you know, working, just working behind the chair. So that part of it, doing that for eight years. I mean, it just taught me so much about what everybody's doing behind the chair because I would watch them. I knew it's not just you and your business. You're watching all these people and you're like, what the fuck? Like zero consistency there. And, and it's not like everybody has to be the same, but when it comes down to your numbers, you got to know your numbers. Yes. Yes. Learning about those nuanced things in a position where I'm trying to create a system where those nuanced things can live and survive. There's you structure with what I do, but it's a very, like, it's very based on, like, you can use it to adapt it to any business, really. Like even the, the, the structure of it, I could, I, we have a beer and wine lounge in California and the structure of the systems works, you know, it works there too. So what I love about it is it's so great for the, cause I am this way. So this is where you and I are very different. You are this, you're creative and intuitive and empathic. And I'm, I'm there with you, but you're a lot more analytical. You're a little bit more savvy with numbers where I feel like I'm more of like the artsy, creative, hot mess. Like I don't, that stuff. And me, like we do not numbers. I still feel sometimes like a hot mess because you're not. Yeah. (laughs) Compared to because I have so many ideas. And for me, it is hard because even though I'm analytical, um, imagine the formulas that you think of with you know, you obviously are probably a lot more strategic with with the formula. So you don't end up with 10 different ideas. But for the for the typical stylist. You may be having four or five different formulas. That's the way that my mind is constantly all the time about every business thing. So sometimes it does feel a little bit messy like that because it's creative with systems. And so I still, it's like the best, it's like right, left, right brain and left brain, like cohesively. But what I was getting to was the fact that you are analytical and the fact that you are very like detail oriented, you've created systems to make it easier for people like me to not feel overwhelmed when it comes to my profit, my loss, my margins, my menu, because I'm not business savvy. I'm not, I have businesses, um, but am I, it's taken a lot of trial and error to even like get remotely close to understanding what the hell I'm doing. And so I think what you are doing and your goal and what I've seen and what you're putting together is is kind of, for lack of a better word, stupid proofing, um, the business. What's so funny is just when you were starting to say that, I was thinking like, I what my focus has turned into, yes, it's very complex what the end result is, but the way that I've structured how I approach it is very elementary. It's just very like, you know, A plus B equals C kind of thing. Like we break it down to really easy things. Because like what that. happens is if you... And this, this is what I've learned in 15 years of educating and working and coaching. When you big picture it for people, the overwhelm kicks in and the checkout is real. Like they're just thinking about some vacation in Italy. So that's exactly what I did with the fundamentals. Everything is broken down into consumable bite-sized lessons so that you can like just take 
that little bit of information. And then it like eventually builds on to each other that ends with like the step-by-step on how- Yes, and you're crazy. Now all of a sudden you have this like really comprehensive education and knowledge that like you did not really think with all the pieces separated, it was going to culminate in that. And it all culminates. And so I feel like you've done- the same thing and you're stupid proofing it and you're, you're taking away the overwhelm and, and making it very easy to digest because at the end of the day, none of us go into business to be starving artists. I think there is a lot of like pseudo humility in our industry and we don't like to talk about money and we don't want to talk, but at the end of the day, who doesn't fucking want to make money? Get the hell out of here. If you're saying you're, you could just, no. It's no. okay. And it is so hard on our bodies. And less than 20% of beauty industry professionals are, and you know, coming out of this with any type of way to support themselves in right. during retirement, you know? And I was in my first years in cosmetology in this industry. I mean, I had people in my salon who were in their 60s and 70s working because there was no retirement. There was no investing. There was no saving. There was no portfolios. Like we didn't know about this shit. So so my, my, my point in this topic right now is it is okay and 100% like encouraged to want to make a lot of money. That's the first thing. First, you have to be able to say it out loud. Hey, I have a goal to be a six-figure stylist. Cool. Now you work backwards and you figure out what you have to do to get there instead of just like on a hope and a prayer because it's never going to fucking happen. Yeah. If but also how about we just need to get over the fact that no one's perceived idea of what success is, is the same. Mm-hmm. No amount of a lot of money for a certain person is the same. So example, we have people that say, Oh, you know, a six figure stylist. Well, I'm sorry, but for a six figure stylist, like if you're living in Costa Mesa and you're by yourself as a, as a single person, yeah. Or yeah. San Diego or New York mm-hmm. or LA, like that's not a lot of money there. So to set that standard and make that sound like a lot of money is it's yeah. really not a lot of money there, you know? It's not. I, I live in in Costa Mesa yeah. and I am and I say it proudly, I am a six-figure stylist, but I have a dual income. I have a husband who also has an income, which is why we can actually afford to live comfortably in Southern California. If it was just me making 150 or even $200,000 a year, could I actually own a home and like live the dream life of my vacationing? And fuck no. No, I know. I know. If I was in like the middle of the country, shit, $80,000. You'd have a freaking, uh, yeah, yeah, a huge, like a farm. Yeah. You'd have like a 10,000 square foot house. Exactly. But so I, I think, think that's the, the biggest yeah. thing is, is just that we need to stop comparing. We need to take the hype away from lar- whatever that large number is. The idea of that. Or but also encourage like having that goal though. Like it's yes, okay. but not thinking that like, but thinking that that goal may not seem high to somebody else. So right. it's my goal, regardless of what I think is high and what regardless of somebody else thinks it's is high. It's my goal. This and I my goal. Exactly. This is my goal for me. My goal is not to, um, you know, for certain things that other people would have goals for. And I cannot discount those goals because they're not my goals. Right. And I cannot say like, I'll just, I don't know that we've talked about this before, but my goal is eventually to have a nonprofit Mm -hmm. and I want to make a lot of money to support this nonprofit. 
But does that mean that my goal of making a lot of money to support a nonprofit is any less substantial than somebody who wants to do something else with the money and travel the world? No, those are our goals. And we are totally, we should totally be respected for those goals. As long as we're willing to admit that we need to do the work for whatever it is, and that we're only really going to get whatever it is that we set ourselves up to work. Yeah. What we we put into it is what we're going to get out of it. But you know, again, and, and I, you know, the, the people that I talk with, everyone's so humble and like the humility is so real of just like, oh yeah, I just, I love what I do. And it's such a great industry. Like, no guys, we are in this at the end of the day to yes, fill our souls with the happiness of helping people, whatever your why is, but also you want to make money. And yeah. so in order to do that, there are things that need to happen AKA know what the hell your starting point is, where are you at? And then you can get to where you want to be. So I know Michelle, you have a lot of resources and tools and, uh, pre-recorded things. You've got a lot going on, um, to help anybody who's interested in taking control of the business side of their business. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The business side, the, the beauty business. Um, and so what I want to talk or I want what I want you to talk about, because this is what I'm really excited about, like I said in the beginning, and Michelle said this too, guys, um, we're very similar in that we both see the importance and the value of the fundamentals of things. She said it best earlier, you can't build a beautiful house on a faulty foundation. So you can't have this big, beautiful business on a foundation that you don't know where your numbers are. You can't create these beautiful color transformations and nail your client's inspo pick without understanding the fundamentals. Like it's just not possible. So we linked up and we are actually going to do a collaborative giveaway of the fundamentals online um, course shop and the hairdresser university business school. So Michelle, I want you to talk a little bit about um, this program that you have that we are going to do a giveaway for, but if you don't want to risk it and you want to sign up for it, you can. Can you tell us a little bit about what this whole thing entails? Okay. So first there was one thing I want to cover just for anyone that is feeling like, um, this really torn relationship with their business and being able to kind of get past that emotional connection So we have to start viewing that as almost a bad relationship. Like when a woman would stay with a man who was verbally abusive, but said that they didn't hit them and that they were just going to be okay with it because they were happy with those other parts. That is what that's like. If you're in a business where you're working that many hours you love what you <laughs> that's do. That's called toxic. <laughs> it is. And that's where some of the mindset stuff or a lot of the mindset stuff that people do talk about is definitely relevant in what you're willing to do and the changes that you're willing to make in your business. Um, and so I did even a live on it was like, okay, there's two perspectives. And then I'll go into the hairstylist university thing. So the thing with the toxic relationship, I'll stay with this. Like you do not deserve to be essentially abused financially because of your positive uh, relationship with the services that you do. So that's good. And then the other one is that you are not a good stylist based on your willingness to discount services for your clients. Speak it girl. Yeah. 
So we have to start taking away and say, how is, how are these symbiotic relationships? Because both of them are toxic relationships in kind of an abusive situation that we've self put ourselves. We've conditioned ourselves ourselves with our clients to say, my clients will value me more. I discount. Yes. So that is a, um, that's a codependent relationship. It is bringing your needs down for the benefit of other people. Now they may not be demanding this of you. Yeah, you're you doing just it. Doing it. Yeah. Yes. So there needs to be a lot of self-reflection on the cause and effect. Why am I willing to do this? And how can I train my emotions and train my brain to dis- to break away from those patterns? And one of them is a reality check. Right. You know, having a reality check, because many of those people that stay in, in toxic relationships early on end up leaving later. Right. So while it's working now, there will come a point. Yeah. Eventually the pretty much, yeah, those things end up catching up. So it's the same thing with their finances. When we take a really good look at what's really going on and not just our emotions in that moment, yeah, it's like when you go to a therapist and they say, okay, you're telling me all of these things and this amounts to abuse. Do yeah. you really like, is, you know, is that really, do you want your children to see that type of abuse? Do you want, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So we, that's part of where all of my programs, except for just the modern menu blueprint, and I'll back up and kind of go through them systematically, but they all are a get to know yourself and your business, what you're actually really doing, because most stylists and even some salon owners are not doing their profit and loss frequently enough to really see where they're at, especially if you're using like a personal business account, um, and I, you know, talk about that in my hairstylist university course, but like, if you are having personal bills go out of the account and business bills, it's kind of whatever's left in there, but yeah. you don't really shit know. Show, guys. It's a shit show. It is. And it is cognitive dissonance. It's our willingness to say, I don't want to deal with it out of sight, right. out of mind, but eventually you have to say, to. yes, it would be like, I saw this color do this on this client and continually doing the same thing and mm-hmm. having complaints about it. And you're like, listen, the first time's an accident. The next time it's your problem to fix kind mm-hmm. of thing. So we look at all, you know, look at our business, really a awareness, you know, therapy session with our numbers. And that's where we start with all of the, all of the courses. So that's the first thing that I do. So I have the independent analysis, which is a one-on-one course. Then I have my hair salon package that is also like one-on-one coaching. I should have not said like a commission or a A commission or hybrid salon. I have another one that's booth rental and the booth rental. I do the salon operating budget separately and treat the salon owner as a stylist. So they still get all of the benefits of the independent program, but then I also help them plan for just, you know, because they don't usually have a bunch of employees. So it's a little bit of a different perspective, but if it's hybrid and you're behind the chair, you have employees, then you would want to do the full salon package. The independent package can be for any business professional and then the hairstylist university course, and then my modern menu and hybrid pricing blueprint packages. And those are just focusing on the basics of the financials, not the in-depth, 
but enough to put, you know, kind of modify everything. But most of the time people need the whole package. I just leave those there in case somebody did coaching with somebody else, but they really like what I have to say about the menus, because that's honestly the core of the change in the business is the menu and the pricing. Is because what we are doing now today behind the chair is vastly different than what we were doing even five years ago, 10 years ago. And how people are booking, how people are finding you, what they're asking for, what they're what product, everything, everything is different. You had made a reel not that long ago. And like, it was something about the cost of foils and you broke it down. I'm not going to butcher it, but like you broke it down. And it made me think about the many, many, many stylists. And if this is you, please don't take any offense. But when you're business focused, when you're focused on your profit loss, when you're focused on your goal of how much money you want to make and how much money you need to save for retirement, like the the foils that people use, those very fancy, not cheap foils, and then they double them up instead of foil them. Or like they just like those kinds of things add up to a very big thing. Like those and, and listen, I know Reynolds silver foils aren't cute, but if you're focused on your business money, like these are like, this is just for me. This is not, a yeah. this is an honest thing. Yeah. Like you got to start thinking, where are you? And no offense, but like you're wasting money. Yes. Like, well, this is the thing. You want to spend more money on something. You want to have a luxury back bar. You've got to right. charge prices that reflect it. You want to pay for the high, higher foils. You have to charge prices. To charge for Please do not do a yes. foil for $60 using a pack of foils. That's $28. Like, that's, yes. That's yes. And this is the hard part is it's the cause and effect of seeing, okay, if I make this choice, because one thing is, it takes money to make money. So I never tell people I'm a very frugal person and I'm very pragmatic. I spend my money very strategically. I've like always had, always paid things on time. Always, you know, I've been in a state in a position of privilege, how I grew up that even though we didn't have a lot of money, I've always been able to do that. But when it comes to business, that all goes out the door because it takes money to make money. Now you have to be conscientious about it, but you're going to pay more for something. You're going to pay a higher rent. You're going to have to either take a, you know, yeah, take a cut and pay or be able to charge higher prices. What are you going to do in your business to be able to create that value? But you do and have to spend money because I'm so client wants to hear that you're charging them extra because you are paying what they would consider too much for foils. Right. You have to create value in the education that you're offering, the techniques that you're doing, how you go back and forth with your clients, the booking process, everything that's around it. And then nobody's asking why your prices are higher or you're using, you know, the most expensive product line or whatever, you know, because they're I've experienced I've experienced that myself and like earlier on in my career, you know. I was hesitant to charge because I didn't feel like I could, but when I changed the way I ran my business from the the client experience to the back end, to the products, to the, this, to the, nobody is complaining about, oh, you're charging too high or, oh, that's too expensive. Like I don't, either you come to me because you know, I have a perceived value in my community. So you're coming to me for a reason. Yes. There is no, oh, haggling or like, trying to, mm, 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 there's no space for that. So yes. anyway, um, and we can, like I said, we can talk for, we hours. can go on forever. I know. Yeah. I'm like, I want to go, go back to hairstylist. Hairstylist um, University. Hair University. Yes. 
Okay, so um, what I did was this whole time that I've been coaching has all been one-on-one because to refine a coaching course in a way that would do everything that I feel needs to be done in coaching, I needed that. I needed to be able to streamline it, right? So like I can do all of this customization and shift things based on the business when it's one-on-one. Well, how do I structure that in a way I'm still going to have small classes for my course, but how do I structure that in a way that it's going to be easy in a classroom? Because tutoring is different than classroom education. And that's the difference is, you know, I'm trying to take this tutoring into a classroom, essentially tutoring. So, um, with my course, it is can, you know, a, less expensive than my one-on-one coaching because my one-on-one coaching is more, it's still by what I do, like probably less than a lot of what you know, you're coaching, yeah. but to still make it affordable, because like I said earlier on, my goal is to be a coach for the majority of stylists. And if I charge too much, I'm not able to do that. So that was my solution was how do I create value in this hairstylist university course so that I can offer it to more people. So it is everything, but plus more that I do in my coaching, because I'm able to condense it and touch on other things like setting up your bank account, paying yourself, um, you know, service agreements, like just tons of different things in it. The personal budget boot camp is included in it. You have a product calculator that's included in it. And then my, you know, reel that I just did and what I had walked you through when we talked, I teach you, I give you all the tools to do exactly what we do in the course over again, whenever you need it. So you're able to reevaluate your business every eight to 12 weeks or so, depending on how long with that information, I'm able to tell you with your overhead what you're really trending to make. Right. And how amazing is that to have the opportunity to see what you're trending to make instead of just looking at your books and be like, okay, that's a $300 day. That's a $600 day. Maybe that day's a thousand. I don't like that's a, that's a winging it mentality. And when you have big goals and big dreams, the winging it ain't going to work. It's the same thing with that. I teach on formulation. Like you want to make money. You want to be busy. You want to be confident in your skills behind the chair and, and, and command high ticket clients, you can't be winging shit. Like yeah. there has to be strategy. There has to be. Well, and uh, who wants structure. to waste product because the toner didn't take the way that you wanted, then you have to do something to get out. You have to bleach, bleach, wash them at the bowl. And you know, all these things that we see when costs money and time money. Yeah. So it's like, and the thing that's good about the way that both of us have structured it is we've created these elementary check boxes that lead up to something, like we said, substantial when it culminates, right? Um, And so that's kind of where it's at is the entry is really easy for the information and the whole, all of my worksheets in it, they're in Excel, but it can be opened in Google Sheets and they all cross talk to each other. So once you put one thing in, and do another communicates you guys all her shit just like communicates with each other and things start lighting up different colors it's fascinating for especially for somebody like me who's not 
Savvy, I'm like, I, I remember asking, which I'm like, how long did this take you? <laughs> like, holy shit, there's a lot. So with the, with the Hairstylist University, guys, here's the difference. For those of you who've been following me and listening to the, the podcast, you know that my course is a pre-recorded, do it at your own pace um, with the hands-on element with the fun box. Michelle's course is actually um, live Zoom webinars. Yes. So from what I call I- it interactive classroom because I do want it to be a classroom type of setting because I think that that's where a little bit of the lack is, is that, um, I mean, some things you can totally do independently, totally fine. Yeah, and I think there's a nuance you can. Well, and people have a lot more anxiety around numbers than they do around learning fundamentals and color. Honestly, when I see your box and there's tubes of paint in there, I do not feel anxious about it at all. Yeah, you're excited right? about it. Yeah, there's but when you nothing- send me Excel spreadsheets, I'm like, ah, yeah. no, thank you. And so that's where I'm like, I'm there to talk them through yes. because what's going to happen is you're going to visually look at something just like all of the other courses. You visually look at it. And most of my clients who I've done one-on-one coaching with have already taken other business courses and never completed it because, and we know, you know, lots of courses don't get completed. You have an extremely high completion rate for your course. Um, but I honestly, (laughs) just like my one-on-ones when people, like I just emailed a couple of clients today who haven't finished some things because I'm going to encourage them and help them. And that comes up. And so I think that's, what's great about you doing live, (laughs) but like it's a live zoom, um, and it's three consecutive, uh, dates, right. It's yeah. it all kind of culminates. So, so similar to the fundamentals. Oh my gosh. It's wild. Yeah. So we'll have a live class and then a Q and a the next week before the class Perfect. and they'll be recorded separately so that we have, you know, you have time to process whatever you were doing and make sure we're caught up. And it is going to be a paint by numbers like, okay, class, we're all grabbing this color paint and we're painting in the lines here. You so guys know how valuable this is. I'm, I'm talking to you who are listening. This is like, if you have goals and big dreams of, of being a savvy business owner and you're completely fucking clueless or you're overwhelmed or you don't know where to start, like I was, like, this is such a great opportunity to get a handle of where you're at and work through to get to where you want to be with somebody who's done it, who's a salon owner currently, who's a stylist currently. Not well, somebody and I tell you exactly what to do. I think that's yeah. hard. It's like, okay, my pricing. Well, my pricing is only accurate if my services are accurate. So after we do that, then, you know, we look at your menu, everyone does different intake forms, and then we all transition our menus over to the new modern menu and hybrid pricing blueprint. We go through based on what your current are. There's like a whole step process. So this is a thing. You're not just given information that you have to figure out how to apply it to your business. We're actually going to do the application through the entire thing. And then there's even the intake for uh, the, sorry, evaluate client evaluation form. So you can even go through after it, enter in all of your clients and their old service and their old pricing, and then put in what their new service and their new pricing is. So you know exactly what the difference is and you can tell them, you can communicate. We know the why behind it, because this is what I ran into. So 
when I did this on this client, what services, what am I supposed to book them for now? Cause like I used to book them for this. Mm. Why am I changing them over to this? So there's just so many things that coaching people individually and there. So every time that you see a new post on my, you know, on my page, it's usually something that's been adapted from something that's a, a fundamental pillar of education, but mm. communicated in a way that I had to communicate with somebody during a one-on-one. Right. And so now, yeah. So anyhow, just to know that's the one thing. You won't be left in the dark with the information I give you. Yeah, and and when I read the description and and she showed me a little bit about what's coming, it's it's I think in the description it said we break down your business and then build it back up. And I don't think it's like break down, like ruin it. It's more of just like breaking it down to the nitty-gritty strategizing and then building it back. Yeah. I'm showing you what your business looks like naked. And then we're deciding what clothes you're going to put on. Amazing. And you will have big goals. You have big dreams. This, this is part of it. Um, so get past that resistance of, Oh, I don't understand numbers or, Oh, I just would rather hire somebody like you can do this. Okay. Especially if you have somebody to walk you through it, somebody like Michelle, who is a living, breathing example of utilizing these strategies and utilizing these concepts as a salon owner. She's still a working stylist. It's not like, oh yeah, I used to be a hairdresser, you know, 30 years ago. And now I'm like, that's not, that's not the situation with um, what Michelle has to offer. So the hairstylist uh, university, it's basically your business school. It's three dates. um, And correct me if I'm wrong. It starts Monday, August 15th. August 22nd and August 29th at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So where can they go to find out more about Hairstylist University? So I have a reel that I just posted. Um, So if you can go back, I think it was like two or three reels ago. And I kind of go through what those pages that I was describing are, which I think I sent to you too. Um, So we're recording this Thursday, July 21st. This is going to be published um, in a couple of days. So is there, is there a link in your bio? So um, there, um, the link in my bio is for the description on it and it's going to have all the words, but if anybody is having any words, visual, just look back. Yes. Look for my reels. It still will probably be a few back because it's still only going to be like five days away. And I'll probably only do two reels maybe in that time frame, If ever, if, if, if I feel if, super productive, if, if we find the if time I to feel just super productive, yes. So <laughs> yeah, yes, check that out. I have a live that I did that I kind of walked through that as well. So I have a real a live plus yes in my link tree at Beauty Business Guide. Go to the link tree; it's the first link. You can read through it, but then essentially all the content that I post, it's a culmination of all of those concepts oh, okay. kind of wrapped together with a bow on it. It's your, um, you know, quick and easy meal. It's your, you know, simply fresh or whatever, where you're, you have all of the tools that you need to make it plug and play, play. paint by numbers, all those. This is what we need. Um, this is what I found in, in teaching and coaching in this industry, honestly, for the last 15 years is if we don't break it down to simple, stupid proof, uh, elementary. And I don't say that in a condescending way. No, we're all yeah, stupid to some degree in something. Yeah, it just, and, I'm like, ask me all like, else. I'll look like a total idiot, you know? Yeah. But, but we need the way we consume content, especially because of social media, especially because of where we just are as an industry and as a, as a, as, as a community, yeah. um, breaking things down 
in simplifying them and simplifying them and simplifying them, building onto each other, culminating in this big, massive win is where it's at. So um, the day that you are hearing this, if you're listening to this episode on the day that it is published, which is Monday, uh, you can also join Michelle and I for an Instagram live at some point today uh, or tomorrow. Um, Follow our Instagram and we will discuss when or we'll announce when we're going to go live. But I also wanted you guys to know, I said it at the top of the episode and I want to close out with... um, If you are interested in the Hairstylist University, if you are ready to take your business and really take a good look at where you're at, where you're operating, and how to get that big goal and big dream, whatever that goal is, number-wise, or maybe it's liberty, maybe it's vacations, maybe it's nonprofit, whatever the goal is, like we, I always say this, we don't have to work until we're 90 guys. Like we can be smart and strategic in investing with our money and retirement. And like all of these things that hairdressers before us didn't do, like we can do that. So if you're interested in hairstylist university, if you have been hearing me talk up and down about combed education since it's launched and you are interested, we are doing a giveaway. So Michelle is going to give away the hairstylist university. I'm going to give away um, one person will win the fundamentals full course access with a fun box. Um, if you look at our Instagram, both Michelle's, which is at beauty business guide or on my Instagram, there will be the flyer talking about the giveaway and what you need to do. It's really not that serious guys like comment, follow, um, tag your favorite hairdresser friends. This is almost, I think $1,800 value or something like that. $1,400 value that we're giving away to one lucky winner. Um, that giveaway will only go on for a few days. So check our Instagram, make sure you enter. And with that, Michelle, anything else you want to say to close it out? Cause I know we're kind of going a little over time. Um, you are, you know, talking about not charging your worth, but you are worthy as a person to have goals that will make your life easier or, you know, whatever it is that your goals are, like you're worthy of those things. And you set goals that you're willing to be worthy of. You give everyone else freedom to have those goals. And so like, as we elevate the this industry, we're elevating working people everywhere. Like there's just bringing a new respect to people that are, I mean, no, it's not hard labor, but it is physical labor. You know, It's a service provider. Yes. We're elevating the expectation for people who may not have had a lot of respect, you know, in society and it's a noble cause to do this. Yeah. I think I want to, I want to, add on and, and kind of co-sign to that you are worthy. Um, I brought it up earlier and I'm going to bring it up again. It's okay to admit that you want better for your life. There is no, uh, prize for suffering. No, no, um, hooray you, you are broken. Like that's it. The goal for no. What for you me, do is you set yourself up to people for people to think that that's an an okay for, way for you. Yeah. To and do you really want to teach your friends and family and your children that mindset? No. So you have big goals. You have big dreams. It is on you to make those happen. 
with the help of people like Michelle, with the help of people like me, with the help of all these industry educators and your choice, right? Like there's so many avenues for education. There's so many avenues for personal development. There's so many avenues for growth. Um, if you could just get out of your own way, get out of your own head, trust that intuition of like, I want more for myself and just lean into that and see how much your life can actually start to change. The more that you go out there and do things like you take classes, right? You go to industry events, you collaborate and you meet people and you're social on social media. And like, you don't know what's going to happen. So not only to what Michelle said, you are worthy, but it's your responsibility to make that happen. And I know I can speak for myself and I'm sure Michelle, you'll agree. We're here as a resource for you. We're not holier than thou. We're not better than like, we just, we have found what has worked for us. And I, I mean, if you've followed me for long enough, you know, the quote from Maya Angelou, when you learn, teach, like that is my whole motto. When I learn, I teach. Um, and if you like it, take it. And if you don't, cool. Like no hard feelings. I still what, what, like, want nothing but the best for all of you. Yeah. Thank you. With that, Michelle, thank you so much. Always, always, always so much fun talking to you. I am so thankful to the Instagram gods for connecting us. Same. Um, I appreciate you coming on and, and doing this interview. I'm excited for a giveaway and I'm excited for, you know, what we're, what we're doing. So thank you. Same. Thank you for having me. And thank you everybody for listening. Um, just a quick reminder, if you want to follow Michelle or you want to see what she's up to, go to Instagram at Beauty Business Guide. If you're interested in learning more about the fundamentals, you can go to combededucation.com slash fundamentals. Um, and obviously DM us if you have any questions, but until Absolutely. next time, bye guys. Happy hair bye. cutting, happy business building. Bye.